Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. And today we've got a ton of football to talk about, and specifically we're going to hop into the class of 2021. Uh, over the past few months, we've talked extensively about the class of 2020, but now that that class is, you know, would have some of them would have went through spring ball already, or you know, kind of a part of the team already as they look towards fall camp. Uh, we decided it's probably time to turn the page and start talking about the class of 2021. And we know you guys love recruiting. So today we're going to start with that. We're going to break down the uh, defensive side of the football on this episode, go through the commits already and some other prospects that the Badgers have their eyes on. So I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. And then in the back half of the show, we have an interview with Brian Sanborn, one of those commits that we'll talk about here in a little bit, joined us to uh, talk about his recruiting, his high school experience, and uh, uh, how everything's gone, including some uh, conversation about Jack Sanborn. It is his little brother, so we'll ask him a little bit about that. Uh, and I think you guys will really enjoy the overall episode. Matt, how you doing today? Doing great. It's beautiful outside. Uh, how'd the move go? Good, good. We got pretty much everything out, so we are uh, going to be home free and then uh, up to Madison. So I'm uh, excited to uh, get that done because moving is, is quite a big hassle. So uh, it's it's almost, you know, you can... The, light of the end of the tunnel is right there. I can see it, and they just got to put that final wrap on it, and then it'll be uh, donezo. So uh, we're excited. That's nice. It's it's always kind of a hassle to move, and, and I know uh, it's never an easy process, so I'm glad it kind of went smoothly so far for you guys. Yeah, exactly. Now it's all about uh, getting new stuff for uh, the new place, but that's at least a little exciting. So, All right, are you ready to hop right into some uh, recruiting? I know we we haven't talked a ton about this 2021 class, but it's it's an exciting one. It's a really good group of guys. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's really a fantastic group so far. Um, the Badgers sitting sitting steady with 10 commits. Uh, that's pretty good right now when you compare it to a lot of teams around the country. Uh, they're sitting currently ranked 16th in the nation. Seven, um, you know, average star rating of 0.88 plus, which is always uh, positive. Uh, they got three composite four stars in J.P. Benchwall and Riley Mullman, Hunter Wooler. So it's it's definitely a great group. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about these guys in terms of when they actually committed, you know, breaking down their commitments and talking about it. But we really haven't extensively talked about the group as a whole and, and kind of dived into who they're still looking at. What's your overall impressions of uh, this group, specifically the defense? Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of solid players in this class. You know, specifically, we're going to talk about the defensive guys, and I was going through and watching uh, some of the commits that they've already landed, and they just look like guys that, you know, there's there's a couple prospects in mind, and, and Brian Sanborn's one of them, where they just look football ready out of the gate, and I really like to see that. You know, some prospects are, are new to the game or, or just kind of developing, so it takes a little longer. Um, and our, our bigger projects and things like that. But a lot of this class isn't that, where there's going to be guys that are that are ready to play football. They look physically ready to you know be on campus and, and get that way. And coming into your senior season, that's always good to have. So I think this class, you know, 
checks off a lot of boxes, hits a lot of different positions, and I know there's a few other guys that they're looking at to really round it out and make it probably, you know, in terms of rankings, I know this class of 2020 was great, but this 2021 is going to push them uh, to be one of the highest classes, and it'll probably come down to a, a few players that either make or break, whether it's better than this current class. But to have you know multiple classes in a row getting better each year is, is pretty exciting and a good sign for Wisconsin football. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely something that uh, Wisconsin continues to elevate their recruiting uh, pedigree to a certain extent. You know, I think there's a lot of teams in the Big Ten who are also doing that, but it's been a positive thing to see Wisconsin continue to push for uh, four stars because we see, uh, and we talked a little bit about it with the NFL draft, that, you know, the higher the star rating, the higher percent chance you have to get drafted. Oftentimes there's a pretty strong correlation at this juncture. Uh, Wisconsin has done a really good job with uh, three-star prospects and, and even walk-ons sometimes. But, uh, you know, it's it's bringing in a guy like Hunter Wohler, who's a four-star, definitely elevates the um, the talent level of the defense overall. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And let's that'll transition nicely. Let's hop into, you know, firstly we're going to go through each prospect that has already committed on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we'll cover the offense next week. And let's start with Hunter Wohler because he's the highest-rated uh, of the players that have committed, he's a four-star safety out of Muskego. Um, you know, as a prospect, uh, if Badger fans don't know about it already, I think he's a guy that should be re- you should be really excited about. He's got good speed, you know, good ball skills. I was watching some of his tape earlier, and he made a lot of plays on the ball, which is what you want to see out of a safety, of course. But he's also a, a pretty big kid, where he's got some size that he could maybe you know come down and be kind of that hybrid role. So. What do you make of Hunter Waller so far and uh, as a prospect? Yeah, I mean he's got he's got tremendous talent. I mean he was he was the defensive player of the year in the state. Uh, you know that doesn't just happen for a junior often. So he he's definitely the real deal, helping lead uh, to a state championship. He's a very talented kid. You know he had offers from Georgia Tech, Iowa, Iowa State, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Notre Dame, Ohio State. That's that's pretty good company to to be picking from for him and I know he was getting looks from teams down in the south as well so he, he's a kid who like you said he's got really good ball skills has the closing speed you know he kind of reminds me of um, you know uh, some of the guys that they have on campus right now in terms of like Scott Nelson in terms of his size and what he brings uh, his ranginess but I think just his overall athleticism is is really off the charts and he's really a, a smart heady kid so I think he was a tremendous gift for the the staff, and Wisconsin hasn't um, always been known for kind of bringing in high level safety prospects. And I think he's a kid who could really potentially change that and be, you know, as as a four star, he could be a future um, guy that you can cornerstone to your defense and really look to to, to help lead. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that, you know, with the, with the secondary and and not always landing those type of guys and high high recruits. You know, you think of teams of the past decade plus in the secondary, a lot of them were, you know, two, three-star guys that developed and, and got better. Now they're starting to land some bigger prospects out of out of high school, which is huge. You know, we've already talked about how, how stars translate to not necessarily better college careers, but percentage-wise, uh, more of an opportunity to make it to the next level and, and make a you know, there's there's a definite correlation between stars and and talent in a lot of regards. So, I'm I'm excited about Hunter Waller. I think as a prospect, you know, 
Secondary-wise, he's one of the better ones that the Badgers have landed. So you got to really like what he brings and what he looks like. So I think if you, if Badger fans, if you haven't watched, you know, his tape or, or things like that, go check it out because I think you'll see that he's going to be a guy that comes on to campus and and really shows, and I think he's going to be an impressive player. Let's hop to the linebacker position now. We've we've got. Two of them in this class, uh, the first what we'll talk about is Brian Sanborn, who again we'll have on with an interview at the end of the episode. And if that Sanborn name sounds familiar, that's because it is. We've seen a lot of his brother already in Jack Sanborn. Um, Wisconsin continues to do a good job of landing uh, brothers and, and families that way. But as a prospect, for me, I don't know what you think, Matt, but I think I was watching some of his tape before this too, kind of just in prep and he reminded me a lot of Jack. It seems like the the, the brothers kind of got the same genes in their terms of style of play. Yeah, I mean, big, strong, physical, and can run. It really just jump out on film. You know, he's a guy who's, you know, composite-wise, he's a upper-tier three-star. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends as a four-star because of what he has on film, the pedigree that he has. I mean, Jack is having a really good career already at Wisconsin, um, you know, only as a sophomore right now going into his junior year. So you, you look at him at 6'2", 210, 215. He, he, he brings the bricks when he's coming to hit you. Um, he's really instinctive. And I, I really think that he's going to be one of those strong inside middle linebackers that Wisconsin has, you know, continually pumped uh, through the program and done really, really well with. You know, I mean, I mean, you you look at his other interests. You've got Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska. You know, so he he's got some some really good offers. Committed early to Wisconsin. You know, he he kind of knew where he wanted to go from from a while now. So I, I think it was just a really big get for Wisconsin he committed back in December. And I think he's he's the type of player that really will flourish at Wisconsin, comes in and, and will just eat from that middle linebacker position. Yeah, and I love that you said instinctive because that that's what we've seen a lot from Jack Sanborn as well. He seems to be a guy that's in the right spot at the right time, going to be a tackling machine, you know, kind of come in every Saturday, 9-10 tackles. That seems to be kind of a, a similar – uh, thing with Brian where his highlight tape, he was just there, he made the play, and he, and he got up and, and got going on the next play. So I know uh, you know Jack Sanborn in a lot of ways maybe isn't the flashiest. You, you think of his flash for this defense last year. You thought of Zach Bond and Chris Orr made a lot of plays in, in the sack and pass rush game. But you need guys like Jack Sanborn and Brian Sanborn who are just going to be there to to take on everything, take on blocks, and just make plays. And it, it seems like Brian definitely has that pedigree as a, a strong player that's just going to come in and you know a lunch pail type guy going to wrap up some tackles like it's like it's nothing. Yeah, and I mean I think you know I've talked about this before. I think Jack Sanborn is severely underrated. I I think um, a lot of the things that Chris Orr was able to do was because of what. Sanborn brings to the table. He's really, really talented. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to see, hear his name called uh, in in the draft because of what he brings. You know, he's got really good size. He's got NFL size um, to to play with. And and you look at his little brother, and he's coming in you know, the exact same. Uh, you know, Sam Jack was you know a, a pretty much the exact same rated high three star, four star kid. You know, at six two. 210. Well, look at his brother. High three-star, 6'2", 210. You, you throw on 20 pounds of muscle on him and, and look out because, 
Um, you know, you see that guy in practice, and, he, and he's the real deal, and he's a kid that uh, I think is going to tr- have a tremendous career at Wisconsin if, if all things go according to plan for him. Yeah, yeah, it's an exciting prospect for sure. Uh, you know, I, I really like anytime you're landing uh, brothers like that, you know, you, you've seen it a lot at Wisconsin that you kind of have some familiarity with there already, and that kind of helps once they get on campus. They're not as new to it as, as some other prospects. So I think Brian Sanborn is going to be a really exciting player for Badger fans to look out for in this class of 2021. Uh, sticking on the inside linebacker, let's talk about Jake Chaney, uh, three-star linebacker out of Lay Acres, Florida. Uh, his dad was a, a football player, so he's got the genes, he's similar to the family ties that we just talked about. What really jumps out to you for, for Jake? I think his, his speed and ability to run downhill, um, you know, he's, he's tenacious in, in, in flowing for the ball. You know, you, you look at he's, he's not quite as big as, as uh, Brian is. Brian's got him by about two inches, but Cheney really reminds me of, of what Chris Orr was when he, um, early in his career where, you know, he had that, he had that speed pre-knee uh, injury, you know, and I think him losing some weight really brought that back for him his senior year. But, I mean, Cheney had a really good offer list as well with Indiana, Iowa State. I mean, if Iowa State hasn't offered you, I don't know what you're doing um, for a lot of these kids, it seems like, in the Big Ten area. But Louisville, Michigan, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Vandy. Uh, so he, he's a kid who's coach's kid, like you said. We had him on the podcast uh, a while back after he did commit and really well-spoken, really smart kid, yeah. knows what he wants, and just – he, he's going to play really well, and I think he's going to fit in really nicely and pair nicely uh, when you when you look at, you know, they're probably done at the inside linebacker position because they got two guys that they can really bounce off of one another. Um, more of a, a, a smaller um, guy who can really kind of, I, you know, he's kind of like a corkscrew. He's going to be able to get in there like Chris Orr was able to do. Um, Ryan Connolly, where they're kind of bendy and able to get through um, the smaller holes, whereas then you have another a bigger, smaller guy like a Sanborn um, to to also be there and, and eat up tackles as well. So I think I think he's a kid who who's definitely got a lot of potential and he's and he's um, looks like a, a good get for Wisconsin, especially with how early he committed. Yeah, most definitely. I I like that you said, you know, instinct, uh, finding the hole and, and kind of being able to get there and make the play because that's kind of the one thing that really jumped off to me with his tape. And, and granted, it's a highlight tape. You're not going to show plays where he misjudges something. It doesn't find the hole. But when I was watching it, it seems like he was always just kind of a couple steps ahead of, of the other players on the field where he saw the, the hole opening up and, and was able to get in there and fill it in both, you know, the screen game and, and passing downs and in the run game. He just seemed to be a guy that, that saw the field kind of open up and was there to make a play, and I think that's so important. Of course, at linebacker, you're, that's what you're looking for, especially out of these prospects. So I think Jake Cheney and, and the combo of Brian Sanborn are, are going to be a solid group, and like you said, they're, they're probably done at inside linebacker because I think they really like what they got from both of those guys. Yeah, I think it's it's just a, it's a good group. Uh, last dude we that we're going to talk about that's committed is Ao Adabogan. Uh What do you make of him? He's a three-star kid out of Thienesville, Wisconsin, projected as an outside linebacker, but listed as a DN. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about because I think you you look at his frame, you know, six three two oh five, and and granted, we don't know how updated some of these. Uh, Two four sevens and things are in terms of height and weights. These kids are putting on weight all the time, but it's definitely a kid that is is long and lean and, and kind of wiry is a good way to put it. And 
I, I'm interested to see your thoughts kind of on where you think he develops because you could definitely make an argument uh, as to him as, as the defensive end or an outside linebacker. You look at, like, of course, Isaiah Green May is much bigger in terms of height, but kind of the same build where you could develop uh, AO into, into an outside linebacker given his just frame and, and pass rush and lengthness. Yeah, I mean, I think I know he's pretty new to the game. Like, he hasn't been playing for a long time. Um, and so he is fairly young uh, in terms of that. But, I mean, he, his stats just kind of bear witness to what he brings to the table. Uh, reportedly had 16 sacks and 31 tackles for a loss. That doesn't just happen by accident. You know, he plays for Homestead, which is one of the better schools in the state, plays really talented competition uh, at that D1 level. And I think he's, he's a kid that uh, his best football is definitely ahead of him. You know, he just got an offer from Michigan State to go along with his commitment to Wisconsin. Uh, you know, Wisconsin was his first offer just kind of after he exploded um, – uh, this past year, I, I think he's a really good get, and I think he's the type of prospect the Badgers have done a really good job of um, finding and developing at that outside linebacker spot. You know, you look at Zach Bond, who obviously he played quarterback, but, you know, really Zach Bond had similar measurements coming out of high school, similar athleticism, um, but uh, his his stats definitely um, show a kid who's got tremendous speed, tremendous bendability around around the edge, and and his film shows it as well. So I think he's he's a kid who who could be one similar to like um, what we saw with Keanu Benton. Um, I doubt he has the initial um, impact that Benton did. I think Benton kind of um, really blossomed quickly because he was kind of thrown into the fire. But I think you you slap a red shirt on this kid and um, let him continue to grow, continue to grow into his frame and, and look out. I think he could be a really talented player. Yeah, most definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head with that because you think about it, like you said, he hasn't played a lot of football and he's already making plays based on a, a small sample size of getting to know the game and getting bigger and stronger. So you have a good senior season, you come into Wisconsin, you put on some weight, uh, you, you redshirt, you learn a little bit more about the game and, and your position and where they want to go and then they can kind of find a good fit for him, whether it's at that outside linebacker position or if he you know, put on a lot of weight and really bulked up down to that uh, defensive end position. So I'm uh, excited to see where this will, you know, I know like we mentioned, there's some guys that are going to come in and be a little bit more ready. Ayo might be a guy that uh, is going to need a little time for to, to develop, but once he develops and, and gets more engulfed with the game and, and his size and speed, I think it's going to be a really good combo uh, for Badger fans to look out for as a guy that can really make plays on Saturday. Anything else you want to touch on in terms of the guys that are already committed? Otherwise, we'll kind of go through position by position and look at some uh, prospects for this class on the defensive side. Let's, let's, let's look at the other one now that we kind of talked about who's in the fold. Um, you know, Let's talk a little bit about the the defensive line. You know, and we've I've talked a lot about how I think the Badgers have started to to actually build depth at that position um, since since uh, they've actually had some guys healthy. Um, but what do you make of kind of the the guys they're targeting for that? Because we still don't have a commit. You know, Ao Adebogan is is listed as the defensive end, but he's being probably projected as an outside linebacker, depending on his development. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at AO and then you look at, of course, the big name is, is TJ Bowlers, uh, a kid from out of Tiffin, Iowa. I know he was, uh, I think the latest crystal ball was Wisconsin by a pretty good margin over Nebraska, but I know he's got a lot of offers and, and he's got some interest from, from some other schools. I, I had written on Cal, Alabama, and some others, so... Uh, 
he's, of course, the big prospect, but there's some other guys that they can look at. But, of course, if you're going to go in and land, you know, Bowlers is a four-star guy, so that's definitely going to be the guy that they really have their eyes on, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think right now he's being looked at primarily as an outside linebacker, but um, I know, like, just looking at his size at 6'3", 250, he, he's, a, he's kind of a tweener. He's a guy that mm-hmm. could easily slide down, put his hand in the ground, uh, you know, kind of like what we saw with Al James, Chikwe Obasi. They were originally guys brought in in that similar um, size range that the Badgers went from, you know, outside linebackers to inside, and they both had great careers with Wisconsin. Um, you know, I think he's he's definitely one of the crown jewels that they're really going for in general on the entire defense, yeah. um, especially uh, kind of at that outside linebacker position. I think it all just depends on who they're able to get um, along the defensive line, and, you know, I know they're after some other guys at outside linebacker as well to, to see if he slides down, but... I'm really interested to see kind of what uh, the Badgers are able to do. They've got a couple guys, Tyler uh, Keeney and Mike Jarvis, who I think have the Badgers pretty high on their list. Uh, both guys are, are more prototypical about what Wisconsin's looking for from their uh, defensive end. They're both listed as strong side guys. Um, Keeney out of New Mexico, Jarvis out of New Jersey. That Neither one is, like, going to, you know, wow you in terms of their star rating or anything like that, but they have good looks in terms of um, who's recruiting them. You know, Jarvis is, I think, you know, at 6'5", 250, really what you want in a in a, in a a defensive end in the 3-4. Uh, he's got the size to, to interrupt pass lanes and, and can also eat up blocks to let your linebackers flow. Um, you know, Rutgers, Virginia, Duke, Indiana, Nebraska, Syracuse, you know, Wake Forest. So he, he's got plenty of uh, offers. I know he's high on Wisconsin. I think he would be a kid that I think would be a really good get for the Badgers if they're able to close on him um, and get him on campus, you know, with COVID going on. That's kind of the, the million-dollar question for a lot of kids is is can they get on campus? And, you know, being from New Jersey, that's a little farther away from home. A lot of kids are kind of playing it closer to the vest uh, and closer to home because of uh, what's happening around the world. Yeah, most definitely. You, know, you talked about New Jersey. Of course, Wisconsin has had a really you know, successful time recruiting that area and doing a good job and, and kind of picking off in the, in the Big Ten opponent of, of Rutgers. I know Rutgers is on uh, Mike Jarvis's list as well as, like you mentioned, Virginia uh, and the Badgers. So it'd definitely be a good guy to get. I mean, you look at the size, 6'5", 250, that's, that's no joke for a high school prospect. And you, you, gotta, you, know, you come into Wisconsin, you're going to probably slap on at least 20 pounds off the get-go. So that's uh, definitely a welcome prospect, and uh, like you mentioned, I know Bowlers is, is kind of the crown jewel left out there in terms of whether uh, he's on the uh, line or at the linebacker position, but there's there's a lot of good other guys that'll, that'll be part of this defensive line group. Uh, shifting to linebacker a little bit, I know, you know we've already talked about Sanborn and Chaney, uh, two solid players. I know the Badgers were, were after Kobe King, and no, not that Kobe King, uh, the other one, uh, he went to Penn State, which was uh, definitely a, a a knockdown in terms of the recruiting, but still got some good players, like we mentioned, in Cheney and Sanborn. But Wisconsin does a great job of, of landing linebackers. I think they're confident in what they have got already and in what they might get. But what do you make of maybe some other prospects that they're they're maybe trying to load up on? Yeah, I think I think for the most part they're done at inside. I, th- I think mm-hmm. they don't need to take anybody because they've brought in so many last year in the 2020 class as well as already gotten two in the fold for uh, inside. But I think outside linebacker, they're they're really trying to just 
continue to bolster that group because you can't have uh, enough pass rushers. I think TJ Bowlers uh, and and uh, Daryl Peterson are, are definitely their top of their board guys with Yanni Karlaftis. Um, I think Peterson and um, as well as Bowlers are the more likely options. You know, if you were a, a listener for a while now, you've heard when we had our interview with Deacon Hill, he said, brought up that, that uh, TJ as well as Daryl were two guys that are already in their group chats, um, you know, with the commits and are, you know, guys that he thinks that they have, are going to close on, you know, so that was what he said. So I, I really like where Wisconsin's at for them. So hopefully they can bring those guys in. Both have just phenomenal offer lists. You know, they, they've talked about potentially teaming up together um, and playing based off of their strong relationship that they have. Um, you know, the only teams that have them both in their top, you know, a uh, few are Alabama and Wisconsin. So that's that's good company to keep if you're Wisconsin. And I, I think those two would be absolutely huge to, to bring in. Yanni Karlaftis, I know uh, Wisconsin's up there with him. I, I think it's going to be tough to dethrone Purdue, but you never know mm-hmm. just based off of the way Wisconsin's uh, been pumping out linebackers to the NFL. You know, I, I don't know if you saw, I wrote up an article that's kind of looking at scholarship numbers compared to um, guys going to draft. And Wisconsin um, has been putting linebackers out at over 40% into the NFL based off scholarship numbers, which is absurd. Um, I mean, that's a meal ticket right away that's saying, hey, if, if you're a starter, you're probably going to have a good shot at playing in the league. And um, I, I think that speaks for itself. So hopefully Wisconsin can close on those guys. Um, they've definitely taken notice of that. Um, another dude was Jake Retzloff. Uh, He's a Minnesota hockey commit, and he'd probably he's like a high three star, but he'd probably be a four star if it wasn't for um, his hockey commitment. Because um, I know two four seven and other sites usually don't grade a guy super high in four star if they don't think he's actually going to play the sport. Um, so I think he's another guy to keep an eye on just because of his phenomenal talent. If Wisconsin misses on a couple of those guys. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great names out there that they can go after, and you know, I I think the linebacker, you know, factory that, that Wisconsin's kind of starting to turn into, it doesn't get enough credit, and I hopefully these prospects kind of see that as, as you know, obviously you look at Wisconsin, you're going to look at the offensive line, you're going to look at running backs, they've had a tremendous amount of success at those positions, uh, and and you'd be crazy to not say those were their top two in terms of position and, and putting them at the next level. But linebacker isn't isn't that far behind in terms of you know getting players and, and having productive college careers and then getting to the next level and playing on Sundays. Uh, so I'm excited to see you know how that progresses if it keeps going and and hopefully you know prospects see that. Of course, running backs prospects see that and they gravitate Wisconsin. If you can set that up and get that working at linebacker too, it's going to be a really beneficial position. Uh, for the Badgers to keep you know hitting on, and so far they've done a pretty good job over the last five years of of landing players and and turning them into solid players and getting them getting them into the draft. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely something to where anybody who is uh, you know trying to make a decision and really focused on trying to get to the next level, and primarily from the Midwest, you got to give Wisconsin a good hard look. Most definitely. All right, let's shift to our last position. I know we've already talked about Hunter Waller a lot. Um, let's talk about the secondary now. Uh, the group is, is still kind of young, but with a few guys kind of exhausting their eligibility, who are some uh, realistic targets for fans to watch out for in the uh, secondary? You know, I think 
I think linebacker oftentimes gets a lot of love just because Wisconsin can use their um, what they bring to the table in terms of development at that position to, to bring in high-caliber players. But I actually am really excited about the secondary group that Wisconsin is targeting. Um, you know, they're in a really good position for for some really good guys. Um, another guy that Deacon Hill had re- said uh, was R.J. Reagan. You know, he, Robert Reagan, he goes by R.J. Um, he just released his top seven a while ago that we talked about here on the pod of, you know, Utah, Boise State, Kansas, Arizona State, Oregon State, and Fresno State. And I, I think Wisconsin's in a really good spot for him, and he's a really talented um, you know, prospect. I think he was a high three-star kid, um, you know, kind of similar to Sanborn where it wouldn't be, be, be a surprise to see him end up as a four-star um, when all said and done. Um, has a really good offer list, you know, longer at six foot, 180-plus pounds, and then at cornerback, I should say here. And, and then another guy, you know, Ricardo Hallman at six foot, 180 pounds. You know, I sense a little trend here by Jimmy Leonard, but um, they're trying to get guys who are a little bit longer. He's he's out of Fort Lauderdale at University School, somewhere Wisconsin's done a really good job of recruiting. They brought in a couple different cornerbacks from that school here recently. Um, uh, has a really good offer list, but Wisconsin's going to stick stick with it. And I think if if they were able to pull that off and bring in those two guys, two of their top targets at the position, I think it would go a long way, especially when you're when you're pairing them with Hunter Wohler. Uh, I think that would be a, such a huge pull for Wisconsin at the secondary position, a position that they have a lot of depth right now, but they're going to need to re re uh re backfill here quickly because of the number of guys that are kind of in that junior um sophomore range in, in a few years yeah yeah exactly you're gonna have to start i know you this this last class there wasn't a lot of uh, looks at that position because of course they've got uh, a good group of of sophomores and juniors that are but eventually you're gonna have to start so 2021 is going to be a, a class where they're going to start bringing some of the some more guys in there that they really like uh, and I think, you know, you mentioned Ricardo Hallman. That was the guy that I was going to touch on as well. You know, you look at the offer list with Michigan, Miami, Penn State, some other, you know, Ole Miss, some other, you know, good schools like Louisville, Iowa State. Uh, but really his, his recruiting is kind of wide open right now. So he would be a guy, I think, that uh, if you saw some tape on him and, and saw what the Badgers, I think Jim Leonard could, like you said, kind of do a really good job and kind of fits that profile of what Leonard is looking for. But any of any of the names that, that you kind of mentioned are, are really solid secondary prospects. I know Reagan, uh, like you said, had Wisconsin in his top six, and hopefully, you know, I think on paper, Wisconsin probably beats out a lot of those schools, but it's all up to, you know, what the what the players are looking for that way. So hopefully you can land a, at least one of those two, because I think they would really uh, bolster the secondary to, like you said, pair, uh, pair well with Hunter Waller and, and make it a really solid secondary class that, that they're going to need uh, once some of these guys uh, either move on or, or go to the next level that are already in the program. Yeah, and I think one thing that's going for Wisconsin actually is is just that they were able to get one of their big junior days in before um, the whole pandemic kind of dropped the, the floor out from everyone. Um, you know, they were able to get R.J. Reagan. They were able to get T.J. Bowlers. They were able to get Daryl Peterson all on campus, three of their biggest targets. And, and let them kind of see Wisconsin um, early. And, and they've been on campus before this as well. So that helps so that if things do drag out uh, and there's still uh, a closed recruiting timeline, that Wisconsin's still in kind of a, a driver's seat for each of those guys. And, and so it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, you know, I think Wisconsin, 
really, really does well with those summer official visits. So I think that's something they're going to be missing out on. Um, they still got 10 more guys that I, or so that you would think that they'd be bringing in um, based off of how many uh, seniors they got and just kind of normal attrition. But we'll, we'll see kind of how it unfolds and, and who they're able to bring in because it's, it's an exciting group, but recruiting is kind of a, a, a fickle mistress. You never know how it's going to kind of unfold. Yeah, exactly. And I think right now, you know, like we kind of talked about at the beginning, this is a group that on paper, you know, you, we talked about the commits already, already very solid, but then the names that we've just mentioned in the last 10 minutes or so, they, they could really round out a, a solid class. So I'm excited to see, you know, how this class shapes up and see which of the, these guys we can land because I think uh, it'd be a good, a really good solid group uh, to come into that 2021 class. Anything you want to touch on else on this 2021 class? Otherwise, we'll get into our interview with Brian. No, I'm good. I think that was, uh, you know, just it's exciting to to talk a little recruiting just because it is kind of the lifeblood of a program, and it's such an important part of, you know, what the coaching staff does and what they need to do on a day-to-day basis. Most definitely. It is uh, very important, probably the most important part of a college football program. It's always fun to talk about the hypotheticals of what these prospects will bring uh, down the road into their college careers. All right, guys, well, that wraps up our recruiting portion of it. Now we're going to go ahead and kick it over to our interview uh, with one of the guys we've already talked about a little bit on this episode and Brian Sanborn. Uh, so stick with us through, through a couple quick ad reads, and then we'll get into our interview with Brian. All right, Badger fans, we now welcome on a very special guest in Brian Sanborn. We've talked about him and the 2021 recruiting class a little bit already. Uh, If those of you who didn't catch it earlier, he's a three-star linebacker out of Lake Zurich, Illinois. You're probably familiar with the Sanborn name. Uh, His brother, Jack, has done a great job at Wisconsin already. So, Brian, thank you uh, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Getting right into it, Brian, you know, we've watched some of your tape uh, there's a lot of strengths of your game, but what do you feel are, are some of the strong parts of your game as a, as a linebacker? Uh, I think one of my biggest strengths as a linebacker is just getting to the ball. That's the number one thing that you need as a linebacker is you need your linebackers to always be in the play. And I think the biggest strength for me is just knowing where the offense is going and just reacting and being able to get to the ball quick and fast. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see how you float the ball in on on your tape. Uh, you know, kind of on the flip side, what are some things that you're hoping to improve upon um, before you enter your senior season here? Um, I'm always trying to work on everything pretty much, but most importantly, I want to, like, work on my pass coverage because in high school, our defense, we're not really, like, dropping back in the pass coverage as much. We're more like a blitzing team. So I think, like, pass coverage is a main focus and also, like, speed in general of course yeah all perfect things to work on as you you want to be a well-rounded player stepping onto the next level um speaking of how you're working on it i know the coronavirus pandemic has has of course changed things i'm sure it's shifted you know workout regimens for for players all over the country uh how have you kind of been working to to stay in shape and continue to develop as you head into your senior season yeah, I'm pretty much doing anything I can to, like, use weights or even, like, do conditioning. I can – you can always do, like, conditioning and speed work in your backyard and everything, but finding weights has become a challenge. So pretty much I'm doing – I'm just grabbing anything around my house. If that's, like, water jugs, uh, like, bricks we have, anything, like, 
that I can use to like build strength up and just doing like a bunch of body weight stuff as well. Um, you know, have you kind of leaned on your brother and, and also being able to work together on doing some workouts and, and doing some of that? Yeah, definitely not him. Uh, Wisconsin gives them like workouts that they can do and everything. So I've been working out with him mostly and we've been like competing back and forth with each other for some things. It's good to have that competitive nature uh, with brothers. That's not surprising. And kind of speaking off that, I know recruiting can be a you know confusing prospect, a confusing process. You know, a lot of people uh, talking to you, a lot of different opinions, things like that. How much did it help to you know have a brother that has kind of gone through something similar to that, and of course went down a, a similar path that you'll be going on? And, and what have you maybe seen and learned from uh, Jack's recruitment that you kind of can apply to your own? Um, yeah, the biggest thing that I took away from his recruiting well, when I was, like, younger at the age was just see every school. Like, every school has something to give you and take as many visits you need to find the place most comfortable for you. And I think while I was getting recruited, I took all my visits and everything, um, looked at every school, but what felt home was Madison, and it was just, like, the same for my brother and I, and it just felt at home. You know, Wisconsin has had a lot of success with recruiting siblings and, and families. You know, I mean, the Watts are, are known, you know, the Benchwalls, you know, you've got the Chanals currently on campus, and it's going to be the Sanborns as well. Why do you think that Wisconsin has had success with that, and why do you, what do you think that is going to be a big benefit to you for having a sibling on campus? Um, I think they've been good with siblings because it's a, they want it's a family atmosphere at Wisconsin, and they want to keep as many of the family they had there, and that's why they recruit brothers. And they feel and I I don't know they feel like if they had so much success with one of the siblings, then they'll probably get the same success as the other sibling. But uh, and I think that's the biggest thing. And uh, having a sibling on campus is going to help me so much with not only getting, like, comfortable to, like, the campus and the school, but also just being around him, the team, and, like, learning off, like, a great player that he is and just being able to, like, take in what he has done and, like, be able to learn from him. Most definitely. That's a really nice added benefit uh, to have, of course, a brother on campus that you can go to and, and pick off of and utilize. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the class that you're part of. The 2021 class has, has kind of been the focus of our episode today, and it's shaping up to be uh, really solid with, with great prospects like yourself uh, already in the fold and committed. Uh, what is your kind of your relationship with some of the other commits? Uh, yeah, we have a good relationship. Uh, we have a group chat up and running. We pretty much talk almost every day, and it's uh, and it doesn't even have to be about football, honestly. We talk about, like, general life and everything life in general and uh it's just like great group of guys that you're looking for of course like they have unbelievable talent and that's what like we are looking that's what Wisconsin's looking for but also it's there's great people not only will they help in like the field but also in the locker room that's what I feel like is most important because those are the guys you're going to be around most of your college life and just having a great group of friends as well Oh, for sure. You know, in, in kind of talking about that group chat, um, is there is there a guy that you kind of, you know, just get along with best or a guy that kind of stands out in your group chat based off of, like, the energy he brings to it? Um. Yeah, I think uh, Jake is one of the 
I say one of the funniest guys in our group chat. He's always making us laugh and, like, smile. So I feel like he's one of the most energetic kids on the squad right now. Well, uh, kind of going off of that, I know oftentimes, you know, committed prospects reach out and communicate to other guys that are still, you know, trying to make their decisions. So are there any guys that you've reached out to to talk and, and kind of give that little recruiting pitcher nudge uh, about Wisconsin? Oh, yeah, for sure. I've uh, reached out to, like, TJ Bowlers out of Iowa. He's a great kid, unbelievable talent. We were really trying to get him uh, to Madison. Same as Daryl Peterson. Uh, he's a outstanding football player, gifted talent. And then uh, I think Jack Paw. I don't really know his last name, but he's like a tight end. He's really good, and we've been trying to get him as well. Nice. Yeah, I mean, if and when this this pandemic kind of goes away, um, we're going to kind of look towards your senior year. What, what do you have as a goal for, for your senior year um, now that your recruitment personally is kind of uh, in the background and, you know, you can focus on just your senior year? Yeah, I with my recruitment over, I can focus directly on my senior year and senior season. And the main goal I have is – to win a state championship, I think that's the number one thing that our team's goal is. And, yeah, I can get, like, all these tackles and everything, but most importantly is the win. And the win leads to a state championship, and that's my my major goal for the season. That's a great goal to have, Brian. Uh, we appreciate you hopping on. Uh, it was a lot of fun to talk with you, and we wish you the best of luck in your senior season. All right. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, Badger fans, that wraps up another episode. We'll be back with you next week, and as always, on Wisconsin.